I promise you there will be a time where you will grow in your business and you will be able to have lots of offers. But for right now, early stage part of your business, limit the number of offers that you have so you can really focus on getting the right small group of people into those offers and not a larger group of people into a large number of offers. It's a lot to handle. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Belinda Aramity and I am the host of the Claim Your Space podcast. The Claim Your Space podcast is a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to grow and scale their businesses in a way that aligns with the lives they want to live. I'm a sales and business coach. I've trained hundreds of people on effective social selling strategy. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm full of sarcasm and wit. And it's taken me a while for me to own my confidence and my space within my industry. And I'm dedicating this podcast to helping you claim your space, own your space, and grow a business that's in alignment with exactly how you want to live your life. It's possible. You can do it. Let's do it together. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. I'm your friendly host, Belinda Aramity. And before we get into today's today's topic about the five mistakes I made in the first 18 months of my business, I wanted to remind you to that you have to actually ask for what it is that you want in this life. You know, I know speaking from personal experience that my ego would prefer for people to notice me, notice my greatness and just come to me like moths to a flame. But what I realized after having the benefit of being around so many successful individuals from different industries, different walks of life, different stages of life, is that so many of them have had to claim their space. They had to put their hand up and decide that, you know what, I want this and I'm going to seek out the person who can give it to me. You know, one of the ways that people play small is they don't ask for what they want. They sit kind of shrunk and they hope that someone will notice them. But you know, the people who end up getting what they want, they're the ones who stand up in the crowd. They put their hand up and they say, yes, I want to be chosen. I'm ready for this opportunity. And so it's not the people who are the most qualified. As I keep saying, it's not those people. It's the people who raise their hand, they take a stand, and they make it clear that they want it. Because you know what? And I know this isn't something that's new to you. Life isn't always fair. So my question to you is, what are you going to do about it? Yes, we want opportunities to be equitable. We want people to notice us for our hard work. But that's not always going to happen. So what are you going to do about it? I know what I'd like you to do about it. I'd like you to claim your space. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about some of the mistakes. There aren't only five, but we're going to focus on the five mistakes that I believe I made in the first 18 months of my business. I'm, you know, a decent enough away, like I'm not in month 19 of running my business. I have enough space and time away from or I'm more of a business vet 
um, at this point. And I can look back at the things that I did in the first 18 months of being in business. And I wanted to share some of the mistakes with the hope that you will avoid making some of those mistakes too. In the next episode after this one, I'm going to be talking about the five things that I did right, because obviously there are things I did right in the first 18 months, or I wouldn't be here speaking to you as an entrepreneur with a team too. So hopping into the first mistake is I invested in too many pieces of software that I didn't know how to use. You know, being able to pay monthly for a piece of software is great in terms of making it affordable for people to use it and be able to grow their businesses. However, (laughs) when you invest in too many pieces of software that you don't end up knowing how to use, they end up be sitting one dormant and you don't actually get the return on investment that you're hoping to get by investing in those pieces of software. But even more than that, are you ready? So yes, there's always a learning curve of being able to take on a piece of software. But a lot of times I found in the beginning stages of my business is I was investing in software before I even had the back end that I needed to support it. So let's say, for instance, I invested in ConvertKit, which I did on and off multiple times in the first 18 months of my business without actually seeing a return on investment not ConvertKit's fault because ConvertKit is actually a really, really good email um, platform. But I didn't have emails written to leverage automations. I wasn't emailing my email list regularly when I had MailChimp and I could do it for free. So in I think a lot of the times I was investing in software because I felt, oh, well, if I'm paying for it, then I'm definitely going to use it. I'm going to be emailing my email list more. And that's just not it. So build up the good habits, sticking to the email front, build up the good habits of emailing your email list all the time, developing those, you know, beginner automations and seeing some traction for it. And when what you're doing, what how you're growing, like you've come to the end of what free can do for you, that's when you invest in something a little bit higher or you invest in something a little bit higher because maybe you used it in corporate and now that you have your own business, you're like, I re- I know how to use this and I can really make use of it in my business. Um, I consider it a mistake because in the beginning, you need to make sure that you are you are not spending your time or your money in places that you're not seeing a return. You have so much to do as an entrepreneur before you can afford to bring somebody on to help you. And so I just want to make sure that you are really mindful of how you are spending your time and your money. So the second mistake that I made is I tended to work for free to quote unquote gain experience, but I didn't have a plan. So part of the plan for working for free, and I feel like I need to have this as a disclosure, as a personal ethos, having gone through it, having had friends who have worked for free, I don't really think working for free makes sense. But the reason why it tends not to make sense is because people don't have a plan. So let's say you want to work for free, It can't just be because you're trying to keep yourself busy. That's what I did. I worked for free because I wanted to feel like I was doing something, that I was doing something to move the needle forward in my business. I promise you there are a lot of other things you could be doing in your business that can move the needle forward that isn't free, that is unpaid, but it will actually move you closer to your goal than doing free work will. But if you are going to work for free, you have to have really strict parameters for how it's going to work. So if you're going to 
if you're going to suggest to someone, hey, I'm going to give you one hour free coaching. Okay, what is your plan for that one hour free coaching for this person that you're going to offer to? And then make sure you make it clear to them what you want out of it too, right? It can't just be altruistic. Like this is business, okay? If you want to volunteer your time, there are a ton of organizations that need people's help, right? But you are doing this because you want to grow your business and you want to make it very explicit to them. Say, hey, I'm going to give you an hour free coaching. What I'm hoping to get in return is a testimonial or what I'm hoping to get in return is that you're going to then want to do, you know, additional coaching sessions. I do not, and I want to keep repeating, I do not suggest that you, particularly when it comes to coaching, that you give away coaching sessions for free. A lot of times people do this because it's easy for people to say yes to free coaching than it is, or it's easier, excuse me, for people to say yes to free coaching than it is for people to say yes to pay you. But I promise you that people will pay you if you understand your worth and you're able to make it worth their while you understand the transition transformation that they are looking for. But that's mistake number two for me is that I worked to quote unquote gain experience for free without having a plan. And to be quite honest, I did a lot of free work for people and I didn't get anything out of it. I didn't really learn anything. I know they learned some stuff, but I didn't even get a freaking testimonial because again, I didn't have a plan. Number three, the third mistake that I feel that I made in the first 18 months of my business is I had too many offers. I had too many things that I was doing. And the thing that I think it's really easy to forget when you're looking at these people who are like aspirational figures in your industry is that most of these people who are making multi millions of dollars are not doing it by themselves. And so it's possible for them to have multiple offers, multiple free, you know, email opt-ins, all these fancy dancy email automations and triggers and blah, 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 and offers of ways for that you can work with them because they have a team. They have a team of people who are helping them. And as I mentioned in when I was talking about investing in software is you have limited time and you want to make sure that the time that you are spending is giving you a good return on it. And when you have too many offers, you end up splitting your attention and you're running from offer to offer and trying to put out offer to offer versus doing a really good job of putting out the one or two offers that you do have available and having to create everything that goes around having an offer, the emails, the sales pages, um, the actual, like what goes into the offers itself, and then the executing of those offers. So that would be the third mistake that I made in the early days of my business is I had too many things on the go and for people to choose from. I promise you there will be a time where you will grow in your business and you will be able to have lots of offers. But for right now, early stage part of your business, limit the number of offers that you have so you can really focus on getting the right small group of people into those offers and not a larger group of people into a large number of offers. It's a lot to handle. Okay, so... Number four. So this is an interesting one. And I mentioned this in more detail in a previous episode of mine where I talked about hiring a VA. And one of the mistakes I made in the first 18 months of my business, I was very fortunate that things were chugging along well enough that I could afford to bring somebody onto my team. But I hired my now chief operations officer. Um, I brought her on without a plan. (laughs) all I knew was that I needed help and I felt like I was drowning. And so I really couldn't leverage 
her skill set to the best of her ability and to the best of my ability because I didn't have a plan. I was like, okay, well, I hired someone. Life should be easier. And I didn't feel that. So if you are going to bring somebody on, whether it's a VA or someone who's going to help you with a very specific thing is you need a plan beyond I need help and if they are going to help you let's say take over your emails or take over your web you know creating copy it's like okay that's part of the plan but the second part of the plan is okay how is this going to help my business grow right so is it okay now that I'm no longer doing these emails I can now focus on doing this business growing thing right? Um, So having that plan, I think is really important. So don't bring people or similar to point the first point that I shared about software. Don't bring new people and software um, into your business without a plan that this investment is going to give me this ROI, either time or money. Those are the two most valuable things that you have when it comes to your business. And then the last mistake that I feel that I made is I... (laughs) I didn't repurpose my content. Content creation takes so much time and I am not a Gary Vee subscriber. I do like Gary Vee, but you know, there are a lot of things that I disagree with him about and, you know, putting out nine pieces of content across five social media platforms is absolutely nothing that I would suggest that you copy. Cause remember Gary Vee has a team. Okay. And a nanny. (laughs) If you don't have a team and a nanny, you do not want to follow that because you will go mad as I did. I felt like I needed to create new pieces of content every single time that I put something out there. And oh my gosh, that just takes so much time. What I want you to realize is you can have one idea that you've shared and you can share it in multiple ways, right? So let's say let's take this podcast, for instance, I've got it in podcast form. Now I can splice it and I can turn it into a mini audio clip. Maybe I can write a blog post about the same thing, the same things that I'm mentioning here, you know, in this podcast, I can write a series of tweets and do a tweet thread around these are the five mistakes that I made. And then maybe I can go onto LinkedIn and write out my, the bulleted points of the five mistakes that I made in the early parts of my business. But it's the same idea going and creating that content, the same idea. What I would do is I would, every time I would post something, it'd be a whole new, brand new idea. (laughs) Like never talked about before. And that is exhausting. And it meant that I was spending way too much time creating a ton of new content instead of spending time actually building my business in a substantive way. So I would highly suggest that if you're in the first 18 months of your business to focus on repurposing content as much as possible so that you can have time to do the other elements of things in your business that are more quickly going to generate income for you, which is having those one-on-one direct conversations with people doing the outreach, doing all of those things. Content is a long game. It's not a short game. And in the 18 months, you, in the first 18 months, you need to be making money and closing deals and getting people into your offers as quickly as possible. And content, it just takes time and you end up being at the mercy of the algorithm anyways. All right. So those are just some of the mistakes that I feel that I made in the first 18 months of my business. And 
I share them with you because I'm hoping that you can avoid making these mistakes or at least if you're going to make these mistakes, make them for a shorter period of time than I did. So to rehash, number one, I invested in too many pieces of software that I didn't know how to use or really I wasn't ready for in my business. Um, Number two, I worked to gain experience without a plan working for free. I do not suggest it, especially in the world of coaching because people will take advantage of you and, you know, testimonials in and of themselves don't pay the bills. You can get people to pay you and give you a testimonial too. Number three, I had too many offers. Keep it simple, folks. In the first 18 months, it's easier for you and it makes it easier for people to decide, yes, they want to work with you. Number four, I hired a VA without a plan. You see, every a lot of things have to do with a plan. Don't bring in software with a plan. Don't work for free without a plan. Don't hire a VA or anyone in your business without having a plan of how it's going to have a direct and impact on how it is that you operate within your business. And then number five, I didn't repurpose content. Creating content is not a waste of time, but you do not want to be wasting too much time creating content and not enough time in those quicker income generating activities. All right. So as always, I hope that this episode was useful or helpful to you in some way. And I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that we have a free masterclass coming up. So it's the Claim Your Space Sales Confidence Masterclass, where I'll be teaching you how to feel more confident in selling. Because guess what? Those who are confident, those who know how to confidently sell are those that one, don't have to work for free and two, who close business more often. So if you are someone who doesn't feel confident in how they sell, I would love for you to join me. The masterclass is happening on March 30th, excuse me, of 2021 at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I hope that you'll join me. Thanks again for spending time hanging out with me here in the or on in (laughs) the Claim Your Space podcast. I'm Belinda. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, I'd love if you would subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to be listening to your podcasts. And if you really, really liked this episode, I'd appreciate if you left me a rating on iTunes. I hear it does some really good things for the algorithm and for you to tell an entrepreneur friend about it too. And if you are on Instagram, I'd love for you to take a screenshot and to share your thoughts with me over in an Instagram story. Uh, You can find me at Belinda.Aramity. And if you are trying to figure out exactly who your dreamy clients are, I invite you to download my free dreamy client mapping worksheet. All of the details, including my Instagram handle, can be found in the show notes. So I just want you to remember that this is your time to claim your space. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. And thanks again for joining me.